This is Jennifer Pepito with the Restoration Home Podcast, where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. I'm excited today to be talking to Anna Simons. She's on Instagram at Fill Your House with Books. We both share a great love for wonderful stories. And today we're going to be talking about the power of community for bringing restoration to culture. Thanks for joining me today, Anna. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get started, I'd love for you to just tell a little bit about yourself and your own experiences with community. Yes, sure. So my name is Anna. Um, I live in Florida. I am German. I was born and raised there, but my husband, he's from Florida. So um, we spent six years of our marriage overseas. Um, and now we're back actually in Florida. But um, yeah, with two different cultures in our family, we definitely have lots of experience there with building community and also sort of the um, struggles that there can be when there's different cultures involved and when there's different approaches and mindsets. And we also, though, have so many testimonies of building community and just the closeness that comes from even cross-cultural community. So I'm very excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to have, you know, I come from a large family, there's five siblings, and we've always lived really close in geographical proximity. But when we moved to Mexico to be missionaries, it was one of the loneliest times of my life because I didn't have my sisters to kind of run to when things were hard. How did you manage that cross-cultural move where you left maybe a community that you were familiar with and had to make a new one? Mm -hmm. Yes, so I can really relate to this experience. So at first, it was my husband moving to Germany and his feeling sort of being the fish out of the water, sort of the the new person. And how do people see me? How do people feel about me? And um, he was able to adjust pretty well. He was able to connect pretty quickly there. Um, But for me, when I came here to Florida, I thought I knew what I was going to um, encounter and what to expect. But it turned out to be quite different, I have to say. So when we got here last summer so um, a little over a year ago I thought with so many homeschoolers around and many like-minded people that community would just happen sort of automatically and um, I noticed though too I think because of the times we all had with COVID that people were not as eager to have others over and there was more of like a distance attitude and so I noticed that and that was that was quite challenging for me so I noticed like the Lord was just showing me if I want to have community then I have to take a step and initiate even though maybe it makes me desire people would invite me over and show interest in my cultural background but I noticed people were more more standoffish so that was a challenge for me to to really feel like I belong and made me feel sort of like I'm not maybe wanted as much as I thought I would be yeah I've I understand that whole experience and especially the discomfort of having to break into new circles you know like when you move to a new location I know that there are a lot of people who moved in the last couple of years, when you move into a new location, there's always that growing pain where you have to, you know, really reach out in a big way, invite people over, kind of break down walls. And, and actually for our family, one of the big breakthrough times was when we were missionaries, our, our van broke down on the U.S. side of the border while we were living in Mexico. And we were in, in a really tough spot because you couldn't necessarily get the van 
towed to Mexico. We didn't know shops down there. And we just had a few friends on the U.S. side of the border, not close friends either. But that precipitated, like we ended up having to spend the night at one family's house. Another family came and picked us up and drove us to our house across the border where we had a second car. And then another family hosted us for dinner that night. And those, those three, those were like angels to us. You know, those people coming through like family when we really didn't even know each other that well was just so precious and, and really gave me uh, an, an insight into the the power of crises for building community because sometimes when we can keep things perfect and things are all on the surface looking good we don't really get to that deeper place of friendship where there's prayer and there's real knowing each other and real influence in each other's lives have there been times like that in your life where you where a crisis prompted a deeper level of community Mm -hmm. Yeah, I notice. I know what you're talking about. And one thing that the Lord really showed me in all of those um, moments of feeling lonely is that whenever I feel overwhelmed, it makes me want to go into hiding, right? We like our natural or our fleshly response would be we want to just shut off and, and kind of pity party sort of at our own home and, and not really connect when we feel like nobody wants me, nobody loves me. But then once I take a step of faith and really say, I want to initiate, I want to have you over. Over. would you come over and spend some time would you take your children let's have a play date Let ha let's go on a hike that's when the lord really showed like in a magnificent way that, that it's so powerful to open up and to be vulnerable and then even taking it a step further and saying i'm really struggling and really confessing this to our friends like it says in the bible we have to confess and i love that verse confess your sins to one another and pray for one another and you'll be healed and i felt like um years ago the lord was showing me that this is not only quote unquote sin like the big things that we do not want to admit, but also struggles and fears that we confess those to one another. And that really, like what you were saying earlier, that really helped me bond with people, those intimate moments of like, that's my struggle. And then them also being able to comfort me where I'm at. Yeah, it's so wonderful to have God show up in people, you know, to have mm -hmm. God comfort us through people. You know, one of the other beautiful things, though, about moving to a new community Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do get to develop a closer relationship with God and our family because of the loss of friends or mm -hmm. extended family. I, you know, I've seen that in my own life where my relationship with him had to get stronger because, you know, maybe my husband was away for work or maybe we moved to a new area or, you know, we're away from family. How mm -hmm. have you seen that happen for you too, where times where there wasn't maybe a great extended community helped you draw closer to God or your immediate family? Yes, definitely. One thing I really noticed, I was reflecting this summer after having been here for one year, it seems like the Lord was showing me more things because it was almost like the initial adjustment was really hitting deep down in my heart. Like, wow, I'm really staying here. This is a new place. This is my home now. And what the Lord was really doing in my life was um, this taking me out of my comfort zone, really exposed what was in my heart. So I really noticed how much I do depend on, let's say, the approval of people in order to be like a happy mom for instance and so the lord was just wooing me wooing me to him and and showing me that he should be the one source in my life that i shall run to and of course he created community for me to be encouraged and for me to encourage others but that he shall be number one in my life and he's the one that fulfills those needs in my heart no matter what country i'm living in 
Oh, that's just really beautiful. And I think it is important, you know, sometimes we can get frantic as moms, like mm -hmm. we, we feel the loss of something. And then instead of just kind of settling in with God and being still and waiting to see what his answer is, we try to maybe micromanage community or, or speed up the process, you know, but I think that there is a beauty in waiting on the Lord and being still before the Lord Mm -hmm. And letting him direct it instead of trying to micromanage or hyper control situations. Yes, I feel like especially with community, since it's all about relationships and we cannot control how other people will react or how they will initiate or what they will initiate at all. And one thing the Lord's been really putting on my heart recently, too, is that I might feel like, oh, I'm lonely and I wish people would reach out to me more or I wish people would show interest in what we actually did overseas and all of that. I noticed the Lord pointing me, you know, to other people and seeing how lonely must they be? Do they have somebody that's interested in them? And so I know where the Lord wants to, he wants to mature me to be at this place where I look for the other people around me and how I can serve them. And so I know I'm going through, you know, whenever I feel really, really sad or missing my family, I know that he's using this desert time in my life so that I can be more sensitive to other people and what they are going through in their desert season at this point. Oh, that's really beautiful that you are able to, you know, for one thing, see what God wants you to see in a situation, but also that it's expanding your empathy and compassion for the community around you. Yes, that's that's definitely my goal. It's definitely something I feel like we, we need to grow in, even just in that, the desire that we want to grow through a hard season, because there's, I mean, in our marriages, I feel like that's when it's mainly exposed, right? The, the depression or the sadness. And that's also where we can sharpen one another, like iron sharpens iron and say, hey, come on, let's look at the good. Let's, let's pursue this relationship. Let's do it. But there's definitely like this up and down thing where the Lord is trying to grow roots in me. But I definitely know it's a fight. Like it takes initiative even just to say, um, I'm going to stay firm. And the opposite would be to grow bitter and to live lonely and isolated and to avoid community. And that's when we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to see the Lord at all moving if we isolate from other people in our lives. So I've seen this in people, this isolation and this loneliness, kind of like in the story of Heidi that I love, the grandfather who was totally isolated and bitter and nobody could really get to his heart anymore. And so I really want to go my heart from that and I think the the solution is to really be with people and to be open and vulnerable yeah that's so good it's interesting because there are so many mental health benefits to being with people you know serotonin mm -hmm. is released when we give hugs and eye contact and so mm -hmm. I think it is really important that we don't just isolate ourselves and you know perpetuate a cycle of intense loneliness that can lead to depression Mm -hmm. One of the things, like, I love that you brought up Heidi because books have really been an encouragement. For one thing, when I was in a lonely season as a missionary, books like Little House on the Prairie, where Ma and Pa were very isolated and they found great joy when they met a new neighbor or when mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Edwards came to visit them. Yeah. So, you know, a book like that, where Mr. Edwards might not have been the ideal companion for their family. You know what I mean? Like there was a yeah. sense yeah. from Ma that he was maybe a little bit on the outskirts of who they would normally hang out with, <laughs> but because they were in a situation where they needed each other, they were able to see the good in him and really appreciate the, the gifts that he had, that he carried, that he brought to their family. What books have really encouraged you in terms of building and appreciating community? 
Yeah, so the story of Heidi is one of my childhood classics. And for some reason, it still really speaks to me now being grown up, I guess, because of, you know, my own children growing and appreciating these stories. And so I've always been really touched by the way that Heidi, when she comes to the Swiss Alps and she is basically just dropped off there at grandpa's house, he didn't even know, you know, that she was coming. So he was quite in shock and was actually quite rude to her too. But she has a way of just finding him, finding his heart and really touching him in a way that nobody else seems like has ever done it and she did it just by really pursuing the relationship with him and she was just herself her beautiful personality Heidi just has this beautiful this beautiful character that really is inspiring to me and she says what she thinks and she sees so much beauty all around her and her grandfather really was a, was able to open up and also really open up to the beauty of the Lord and so this is a story where I feel like it's always worth it pursuing community even with people that seem close closed off or seem bitter because it's easy to label people like oh they just want to do their own thing they're not open they're they're just hurt but then to see what the Lord sees like this is a person I love and I want to invest in them this person is worth investing into that's so beautiful I know it was Heidi had such a sense of whimsy in a way like she was Mm -hmm. a child and she had that childhood or childlike belief that she was lovable Mm -hmm. which is amazing considering that she you know her she had lost her parents so it it is such a beautiful story of overcoming even that her faith that God loved her helped her helped her be lovable. And then people responded to that love that she had. Yes. Yes. One, she, of, yeah. yes. One of the things I love too, about the idea of community or the power of community is the way it helps us live by our values. And this is where I really feel like community becomes restorative to the world, because when yes. you have a community of people who are really intentional about loving their children, then it gives us the courage and the confidence to be more intentional about loving our children. Or, you know, in my family, um, my, all of my, my parents and my siblings are all still married to their, the spouses that they married originally. And that's, you know, almost unheard of today that, that a marriage would last. And And it's not that any of them are perfect marriages. We've all had our share of struggles, but we have this community where we fight for relationships. We, um, we love each other and we love our children and it's really helped bring restoration to our family. How have you seen like positive attributes like that help bring cultural restoration? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the same thing. I've, I've heard this many times before that the people we're surrounding ourselves with, they will have a big impact on who we become. So like also in terms of homeschooling, of course, like who do you want your children to, who do you want to be around your children and who's going to influence them and um, who's going to shape their hearts and minds and values. And I've definitely seen massive testimonies there from um, one thing that comes to mind immediately is this younger family. When we lived in Germany, they, um, the wife, she had an upbringing in a Christian home, but she was not, um, I don't think she had ever surrendered her life to the Lord. So they were new in the faith or actually when we met them, they were not with the Lord at all. So they became Christians. They had two babies and they love to just spend time with us. And we spent a lot of time, not necessarily like sitting down doing a Bible study, even though we went to the same church, but we just spent a lot of time just friendshiping and fellowshipping with one another. And they are really open too. So 
they would open up to us about any sort of struggle, even marriage struggles. And so I could really see um, in that case how they were vulnerable and that allowed the Lord to move in their hearts. And they were really unique too, because it seems like in German culture, maybe even more than in American, I don't know, but people are very much about a perfect presentation and the outward appearance that, you know, just hiding what's really going on. And so they were really open and vulnerable and that community that they were pursuing really helped them grow into Christ like people more and more and even now living here whenever I check in with my friend she's vulnerable and just shares this and that's going on in my marriage and and these things are on my heart and so I love that openness I know that the Lord is using that whenever people have an open heart like that yeah it's so important I believe for helping us to live by the word of God because mm-hmm. you know it, it we do live in a hard world where a lot of things that seem you know, that things are being presented as right that aren't necessarily biblical. And so without the support of a Christian community, I think it really is hard to do those things that maybe are a little bit different than what is normal, but maybe better for our families. You know, things like, like in our case, we've chosen to homeschool our kids. We believe that we can give them a more Christ-centered education through homeschooling, Mm -hmm. but not everybody does that. So I'm really grateful that I do have a community of friends who've also chosen that harder path. So I'm not sitting, I'm not jealous that my friends are all out having coffee and doing mom lunches because all my friends are also home reading to their children and fighting through math lessons and doing the beautiful and hard work of homeschooling with me. We are that iron sharpening iron. Yes, exactly. We need people that sit in the same boat that we do. We need even, you know, even other wives who go through the same story in their marriage and then mothers and then homeschool moms. I feel like too, as a homeschool mom, you're maybe not as exposed to other humans as you would be being a, you know, working mom somewhere outside of the home. So it takes a lot of um, initiative there and determination to build relationships. And so that's also been a process for me here, finding people that want to commit to get together and spend time together together and open up and so it's it's beautiful to see relationships really establishing and our children really benefit from that too and we as parents are purposeful in that building of relationships oh for sure now one of the downsides though you know it's like community has this power to help us stay accountable you know my friends Mm -hmm. if i see that they are working towards exercising more or cooking better meals for their family or feeding their children in a healthful way. I'm inspired to do better as well. But then on the flip side, if you have friends who are, you know, maybe careless about some of these things or, um, or even if we're struggling, sometimes when we're in a really intentional community, it can be harder to be honest about the struggles. How, how do you feel like, what can Christians do to be both vulnerable and accountable because I feel like Christians have either shamed people and then they don't want to be honest or they have, you know, just said, okay, anything goes then because they're trying, they're reacting to that shame culture. Exactly. I know what you mean. This sort of, I feel like especially in mom cycles, it will be that maybe five moms um, get together. And I've experienced that in Germany where, by the way, homeschooling is is illegal in Germany. So there's not a homeschooling mom culture, even though when I lived there, I knew that I want to do this, but it was kind of people kind of laugh at it. Like, why would you not want to send them somewhere else? So um, yeah, that was interesting. So it's definitely 
something where bitterness can come in whenever there's like jealousy and all those things when you feel like moms are doing things better than I am or um, you feel discouraged on the other side and feel like I'm not good enough so I think my experience has been really that vulnerability and being open and sharing about struggles that that will also make the heart of my friend softer it will soften her heart to also admit or maybe she thinks she's better than I am and then the Lord can do a work in her heart when I admit admit that I'm struggling in my marriage or in something so I feel like women are really though desiring this openness especially moms I've experienced they're they're desiring this place of just sharing what they're really burdened with and and coming to a place of being broken before the Lord and that's when he can really do something in our hearts when we're when we're confessing it to one another yeah that's so good and I know um that was one of my goals with my book mothering by the book to be mm -hmm. honest enough that moms would feel seen and know that they're not alone in their struggle with fear and yet also offer hope because that is ultimately the truth that the Holy Spirit can empower us to obey, can empower us to forgive ourselves, can empower mm -hmm. us to do better next time and can empower us to be in community. Man, yeah, I love that about your book. So I'm, I really love it. Of course, anything books is beautiful, but then how you, how you created this resource, I love it so much with the, how much you are open about your marriage and your, your parenting life. And I feel like when I read it, that was sitting just there across the table from one another and drinking a cup of tea together, and you are just so open. And I think that that was also something the Lord was able to use you and move in your heart that way because you confessed it and you're able now to share and encourage other moms with it and especially how stories also encouraged you along the way so I really I'm really grateful you wrote all of this down and shared it with us because that's honestly what we need we younger moms we needed that other moms you know who've gone before us that they share that they don't just say you should do this and that we know that we already know what we're supposed to do I feel like Christian moms we have all that pressure on us but we need to know there's a way to do it the right way and still be honest about that it's hard to do it so it's yeah. a powerful resource. Well, I'm so thankful that God is good. His mercies are new every morning yeah. and his faithfulness is great. Thanks for joining today, Anna. This was such a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it too. If you'd like to learn more about my story of overcoming fear through stories, check out my book, Mothering by the Book. You can purchase through the page motheringbythebook.com. And when you add your order number there, you'll get some wonderful free resources, a course that Emily Pepito and I created, as well as a peaceful life planner that can really help you evaluate some of your life goals and the ways that you can work towards building vulnerable community Thanks again for joining today. We're so excited to have you. Please review, give us a, a review for the podcast, like and share. It means so much to us to have your support.